Here's an easy way for you to help us cast ChristNet on the internet. Subscribe, rate, and review the Issues Etc. podcast with your podcast provider. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit the subscription button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. Help us reach more listeners in 2024. Subscribe, rate, and review Issues Etc. today. Well, it's that time of year again. With the turning of a new year, it is obligatory on the part of those who have touted themselves, whom many Christians believe are true prophets, to make some prophecies. They have to predict a few things. Now, will this year be different? In previous years, these prophecies coming out of Pop American Christianity have been very vague. You could say that they were fulfilled by almost anything in your life or in the world. Will there be more specificity this year? We shall see. It's time for This Week in Pop Christianity. Pastor Chris Rosebro joins us. He is pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota, creator and host of the YouTube channel, Fighting for the Faith. Chris, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Todd. So how is this supposed to work, assuming that the Holy Spirit has a calendar to deliver these prophecies, because they all claim to be getting it from the Holy Spirit, but some of these quote-unquote prophets have TV production schedules that they need to adhere by in order to get a 2024 show ready. They're starting late in 2023. How is that all supposed to work? The logistics is uh, mind-boggling. Some people, they just get words of the Lord, and they start getting them in November. Cindy Jacobs, who we'll hear from in two of our sound bites, she heads the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. This is 50 different international prophets that they gather together in a city that they choose every single year, and uh, they, they meet together in November and ask the important question, what is the Lord saying to you in this season? Collect them all up to see if they can then um, divine the tea leaves and figure out what God is saying. I, I would note that <laughs> I have yet to actually hear a single true prophecy, number one, but uh, most of these prophecies are so vague and nonspecific, it's tough to button anything down with these people. And what if one prophet, in making a prediction for 2024, contradicts another prophet? (laughs) Well, they all seem to do that. Uh, One of the things I wanted to do for our talk today was uh, just take a sampling from four internationally recognized prophets and note that their words don't really dovetail. These are all four very specific words, but I would note that it would be hard to say that any one of them contradicts another. That would kind of assume that there were specifics. You know, one is saying there's going to be war, and the other one saying that there's going to be peace. I haven't run into that. That's an odd thing. I would note that all of these prophets, these same people were the ones who were saying that Trump was going to win the 2020 election, that COVID-19 was going to disappear in March of 2020, things like that. And so (laughs) the only thing that seems to contradict them with much regularity is, uh, one, the Word of God, and two, reality. Those things oftentimes contradict them, but I've never really heard them contradict themselves. 
in Scripture, when God speaks a word through a prophet, it is often quite detailed. Why so vague? Because these are not real prophecies. That's the, At the end of the day, that's really what this is. And uh, these are people who Luther would describe as the schwermerei. These are fanatics. These are people who legitimately believe they're hearing the, the Holy Spirit apart from his word. And as a result of it, you'll note that uh, human cunning, deception, and the vagaries of you know, what we describe now as word salad all come into play, and they have the audacity to slap onto the end of these words that this is the word of the Lord. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Thus saith the Lord, some of them say. But each and every one of the people that we'll be covering today, not only these false prophecies, which explains what we're going to be hearing, but they're all breaking the second commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. They are legitimately dragging God's name through the mud by speaking words that God has not authorized them to speak, that he has not given to them. And as a result of it, they are deceiving people in the name of God. And this is a fearful thing for them to do because, you know, when you sin against another human being, it's one thing. But when you sin directly against God, that's a big deal. And uh, God threatens people who take his name in vain by saying that he will not hold them guiltless. So I, I fear for the salvation of many of these people and the audacity that they have to take God's name and put them on these really vague, nonsensical, bizarre words that they claim are prophecies. Who are we going to hear from first? Okay, so this first soundbite, we're going to have Cindy Jacobs introducing Chuck Pierce. And Chuck Pierce is going to take up most of the soundbite, but listen carefully to what Cindy Jacobs says God is saying regarding 2024, and then we'll listen to Chuck Pierce. One of the words that we have received this year, many prophets, is it will be a year of epic spiritual warfare. Oh, great. Thanks, right? <laughs> but, you know, we would be remiss not to tell you how to stand and, and battle in this season. And so, Chuck, go ahead and just share with us some of the things the Lord has been showing you. I, I consider it a great honor to be able to do that. And I think for a lot of those people out there, Mike, you and Cindy, of course, we have, we have been together so long, we've learned our gifts. And just as uh, you honored and trust this one, I honor and trust yours. And that is really key for all of you out there that's prophetic. You have to know what uh, vintage point and vantage point you're watching from. See, I believe God is raising up watchmen. Uh, uh, I call it something new for this year. I call it lookout watch, uh, a lookout watchman anointing. And I get that from Isaiah 21 because uh, we are having to uh, see around the corner uh, before we go around the corner. And uh, that's a totally different dynamic that we're in. So we've got to be coupling this prophetic that we have, hearing what people are saying, listening carefully, and then using that to see forward as we move forward. And uh, this is not uh, going to, it's going to be a great year for us, but once we understand it, it's easier for us to flow in it. One of the things the Lord has done with me on timing is when he visited me when I was 18, he revealed himself as the God of Israel. 
So from that, I always watch Israel. And then I know that uh, his covenant, he gave it to us in Hebrew. Uh, and Abram, Abraham, the Hebrew is what the Lord says, uh, called Abraham. Hebrew means one who crosses over. So we also know that through the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his blood and his spirit flowing through us, we have the, we're grafted back to Abraham and we have the ability to cross over. Okay. What was that all about? That was positively Kamala Harris-esque. <laughs> I have no idea what he was talking about. I would note one of the things that we've done over at Fighting for the Faith is we've tried to come up with ways to explain what it is that we're hearing when we hear Chuck Pierce so-called prophesy. And uh, it, back maybe 10, 15 years ago, there were popular guys who, would, who were basically making a living doing comedy, but being hired for big corporate events and things like this. And they specialized in a technique called double talk. So if there was a convention or if there was a trade event or something like that, these guys would be uh, hired by corporations to basically go out with a video camera and ask people questions, but make statements like this, where they just engage in complete double talk. They're not saying anything. Their sentences, they have verbs, they have nouns, and they have subordinate clauses, but none of them hook up. It's kind of like the sentence, blue sleeps faster than Tuesday. That's a structurally sound, grammatically sound sentence, but it doesn't mean anything. And Chuck Pierce legitimately makes more than a million dollars a year giving words of the Lord just like this, where I would challenge, you know, a, a college grammar professor, you know, a, a professor of English to actually diagram his sentences uh, to see if there's any kind of lucidity in them, because I have yet to hear anything lucid from him. He just, he opens his mouth and, and we're off to the races and he sounds like he's saying something because he mentions the Hebrew and then there's a word for this and and then he's 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 calling this the new, uh, you know, lookout anointing and, and things like that. It, he's saying words but none of them, none of the sentences actually have any structural meaning to them at all. And yet he, he calls these words of the Lord. And what's more mind-boggling is that people who listen to him obviously cannot understand a word that he's saying, but they still will defend to the death the idea that he's a prophet and these are actual prophetic words from him. What is the, the appeal if it is just so much word salad? And do the listeners just stand in awe of his presence? and don't really care whether what he says makes any sense? So you'll note that in charismatic and Pentecostal churches, emotionalism and these experiences are kind of what everything is about. They've abandoned any meaningful concept of hearing God's word and of receiving the sacraments. They don't even believe the sacraments are efficacious at all. They're just merely symbols and they're completely evacuated of meaning. And as a result of that, these are people who are looking for tangible ways in which they can have assurance of their salvation and their right standing with God. And for charismatics, they take a hard turn into experience-based forms of trying to get assurance. And so 
people get swept up in the emotionalism of the worship service, of the hype of the of the delivery of the word of the Lord via these direct revelations, and always these mythological stories, you know, kind of like urban legends of miracles and signs and wonders, but you can never actually pin down the person where it really happened and stuff like this. And all of this is designed to evoke an emotional response. And so as a result of it, that emotional response then fills the void where the sacraments normally would be. And so they hang on to those emotional experiences and defend these people tooth and nail, because if they lose them, then the whole fabric of their faith, which is built on emotion and experience and subjectivity, can unravel very quickly. So just to be sure here, we didn't hear any actual prediction made except for in the initial comments that... 2024 was going to be a year of intense spiritual warfare, which you could say about every year. Every year. (laughs) Right. But there was no, I I heard no prediction of anything whatsoever, even in the vaguest terms, from our second prophet there. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. You heard... There were, there were no predictions made. There, was, there were no lucid sentences actually saying anything meaningful, but that's correct. Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. Today we're going through some 2024 prophecies. Next, Cindy Jacobs on a 2024 war president. What does it mean to inwardly digest God's Word? Find out in Pastor Will Whedon's column in the latest Issues Etc. journal. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. John Warwick Montgomery tells his story of finding confessional Lutheranism to be the most scripturally faithful theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. Luther Academy provides additional theological education for our mission partners around the world, specifically pastors who are asking for additional education but do not have the necessary resources in their own church bodies. By donating to Luther Academy today, you will be supplying food, housing, books, professors, and travel for Lutheran pastors who attend our conferences. To learn more about Luther Academy and how you can donate today, visit lutheracademy.com. LutherAcademy.com. Mount Zion Lutheran Church in Greenfield, Wisconsin, is a congregation of those gathered by the Spirit of the Lord around His saving word and sacraments. At the center of our life together is the divine service of the risen Jesus, the Lamb of God who was slain, who takes away the sin of the world. If you are in the Milwaukee area, we invite you to share with us in our Lord's gifts of forgiveness and new life. Services are on Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. For more information, visit our website at mountziongreenfield.org. Do you dream about having stained glass windows at your church, but know they are too expensive to ever get them? Ad Crucem has the solution. Our window clings are an excellent way to enhance the beauty of your church without breaking that glass ceiling. Visit adcrucem.com and reach out to us to work with you on this project. Ad Crucem, established in 2014 and still going strong. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. An oasis in the desert of pop American Christianity. You're listening to Issues Etc.
Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Bethlehem Lutheran, Altamont, Illinois. Faith Lutheran, Capistrano Beach, California. Holy Cross Lutheran, Albany, Oregon. Emmanuel Lutheran, Osceola, Iowa. Mount Calvary Lutheran, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Peace Lutheran, St. Louis, Missouri. Resurrection Lutheran, Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. St. John Lutheran, Topeka, Kansas. St. Paul Lutheran, Wildwood, Missouri. And Trinity Lutheran, Waterville, Minnesota. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal. As we begin a new calendar year, have you ever thought about studying for the vocation of pastor or deaconess? Check out Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana at ctsfw.edu or by calling 1-800-481-2155. Forming servants in Jesus Christ to teach the faithful, reach the lost, and care for all. Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. We're going through 2024 Prophecies with Pastor Chris Rosebro of Fighting for the Faith. Chris, who's next? All right, now we're going to hear Cindy Jacobs, and uh, and she's speaking, giving parts of the, the word of the Lord that God apparently has given for 2024 to the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. This will have a little more specificity to it. She's not really that good at word salad. Well, you want to know what God's saying for 2024? You really want to know? <laughs> One thing I want, that I wrote was we needed wartime intercessors. You see, there, the bridegroom has to come out of the bridal chamber. We have to understand that we cannot be passive. In this season, with the accuser of the brethren and everything that's happening, the devil's going to run over you like a smooth road. You're going to be a grease spot if you don't learn to stand and take your authority. We have got to stand up. We have got to be a voice in the Hebrew you know, calendar, this, this we're in the decade of the pay or whatever it means, the voice. We have such authority in our voice and we have it in the spiritual realm and we have it in the natural realm backed up by the spiritual realm. And so God began to speak to me that we are in a season of war. Now you have to understand this was on my way to Jerusalem. And, this, and I wrote for the United States in September, a war president must be elected. Depending on who the president is will determine how the nation fares. It will survive either way, but it will be greatly diminished if a wartime president is not elected. Because the Lord said to me, if there is not a wartime president elected, their enemies will see that we are weak. In 2025, 
I chair a council of prophets. We just met with 200 prophets from 32 nations in Dallas. And, you know, we talk, we, 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 we really talk, and I ask them, how many of you, I asked him a year ago, how many of you know the date for World War III? Five of them said 2025. We have 50 for one of the councils. And so the, what I'm trying to navigate this is the Lord said to me that if we don't pray, our enemies are just waiting. Are you listening? But the point is, we do know how to pray. Are you understanding this? We are not weak. We are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay, a couple things here, Chris. First of all, I don't recall any biblical prophecy saying, well, if this guy is king, this will happen, or if this other guy. God knows who's going to get elected in 2024. That should be clear. If, if I'd be far more impressed if she made a real prediction there. But the other thing that struck me was that she can now, having had the benefit of hindsight of several months of war in the Middle East, she can go back to any date she wants to in the previous year and said, oh, God told me this uh, back then. I, I didn't mention it, of course, but he told me this. Yeah, and she is actually claiming that she was feeling great unease the day before the attack in Israel by Hamas. So, you know, which, you know, when you listen to it, it's, it's quite convenient for her to make statements like that. She could have called, and, uh, you know, the Israeli government and give them a little heads yeah. up there. That would have been nice. Yeah, as a prophet to the nations, which is what she gets introduced as, by the way. she Oftentimes when she is introduced on the stage of uh, charismatic churches, she is legitimately introduced as Cindy Jacobs, a prophet to the nations. If she's truly a prophet to the nations and and her words are accurate and really are salient and God is giving her inside information, you would think that she would have a hotline direct to Netanyahu or whoever the prime minister of Israel is at any given time to be able to give them warnings when she's feeling you know upset in her stomach and feeling unease. But that's not the case. And I would note that claiming that if uh, we do not elect a wartime president, then that's going to result in our enemies seeing us as weak. That's just kind of like normal kind of pundit stuff that you hear on Fox News or on CNN when, you know, as we get close to the time of an election. Foreign policy is always one of the big topics during the presidential debates, and all of the pundits and political pontificators are always pointing out that if our policy is weak or the person who's running for president, if their policy is weak, that that is somehow something negative. It could have a a negative impact on the country. So, Claiming that God is the one saying this, I would note that that it's so basic and the kind of rhetoric that we hear every four years anyway that uh, you know I, I find it really fascinating how little insight God is able to give us. And as you pointed out, God already knows who's going to win the election near the end of this year. So you know, I have no idea why she's putting this prophecy in the terms of if we don't and as if somehow God isn't really in control and is clueless as to what's coming down the pipe. Is that a real possibility? I mean, given kind of the word faith foundation of this, God may be powerless to affect 
an election or even to know about an election apart from his people speaking their words of faith. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good question. And uh, there's been recent academic articles and doctoral dissertations written about the theology of the New Apostolic Reformation and charismatic churches. And in fact, just in the past year, there's been two published dissertations on the topic, and both of them have as a, the primary thesis that the uh, the deity of the New Apostolic Reformation is actually the same deity as the deity of open theism. And open theism believes that God is not omniscient. God doesn't know the future. God isn't all-powerful. And God is completely powerless if men do not give him permission to do things. And so you've kind of keyed in on the deity that she's representing. It doesn't sound like the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-sufficient God of scriptures, but is more in line with the false deity who is highly limited in his knowledge and his power. And so there's something to what you said, and, and academics are actually beginning to, to notice this and write papers and dissertations about it. Okay, you have a couple more for us. That's right. Now we're going to hear from Emma Stark. She appeared on Destiny Images YouTube channel recently, and she is from originally from Ireland, but resides in Scotland at the moment. And uh, she's really good at word salad. She's uh, kind of a good student of Chuck Pierce's. Let's hear what she has to say. And we are in the days where we're trying to wash our thinking with the understanding of big ideas. And some of the big ideas are really quite disturbing at the moment. And so we're washing ourselves with the big ideas that we are in the era of great contrasts. And so that means that you're going to see great darkness and great glory. Now, I am going to try to give you some more specifics around that. But we've got to start to settle in understandings of great extremes. And we have to go back to God and deepen our relationship with him because the extremes are going to push us and expose our biblical shallowness because most of us are in traditions of, I just want comfort, I just want blessing, I just want speed, I just want breakthrough. And yet we are going to see contrasts of persecution and suffering along with great glory this year. And we have to sit in those kind of thoughts. So here we go, hold on to your hats, put your seatbelts on. Here is the word of the Lord. The remnant this year is going to come out of the hibernation of decades. You can feel the defrosting or the warming up of the remnant for, and stretching and remembering what manner of man and woman they are. A glory wave that you read about in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that has been long prophesied and much anticipated is going to crash and it is going to take the ecclesia, you say ecclesia, into effectual governing in the spirit realm with potent demonstrations of God's power. A potent remnant church will create shockwaves 
within the wider church community. Now, you've got to stay with me and hear what I am saying, because this potent remnant is going to be so provocative with signs and wonders and power that the potent remnant will face repetitive onslaught from the sin structures of Christendom. In other words, this potent remnant is not going to be much liked. In fact, I think we're going to see oligarchy, which is the domination of a few, and progressively developed territorial spirits and religious control and patriarchal domination, which is subjugation of, of many, start to get very, very angry with this wild, potent remnant. All right, Chris, what was that all about? Uh, <laughs> so the, the first part of it was her claim that this coming season in 2024 is going to be a season of contrast between evil and glory and things like this. And I would note that that's kind of normal humanity. Uh, you know, I, I think about the opening uh, chapter of the Gospel of John, where Jesus is the light and the darkness has not overcome the light. And so Christ is the light that comes into the darkness of our world, and yet we didn't know him. Uh, th these, these contrasts are in Scripture and in our world and in, in the daily life of a Christian all the time. And so claiming that somehow that we have an upcoming season of contrasts is, I hate to say it this way, it's complete buffoonery because that's the normal status quo of the Christian life, is the great contrast between good and evil, light and darkness, even within my own self, my own sinful flesh, and the new man that I am in Christ. But the second one was a little more specific, but I hear prophecies like this literally every year, that in the coming year there's going to be an increase of uh, signs and wonders, this remnant that she was referring to, apparently there's going to be some kind of an uptick in their ability to uh, you know, perform miraculous signs and wonders, and according to her, the result will be that kind of the old guard Christians who are part of the evil patriarchy or whatever, they will become annoyed by these uh, miracle-working wonder workers of this remnant that she's talking about. But I, I hear stuff like this all the time. And she would be hard-pressed at the end of 2024 to say, this is the remnant group I was talking about, and boy, isn't it amazing how that played out. This is one of the prophecies I plan to revisit at the end of this year, if I'm still breathing, and point out how it was not fulfilled in any meaningful or tangible way. Pastor Chris Rosenberg was our guest. When we come back, she did try to connect her prophecy to a little bit of Scripture. We'll see what he says next. If you appreciate Issues Etc., our 24-7 music and talk stations, and our daily verse-by-verse -verse Bible study, The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, please include a bequest in your will or trust for these worldwide media resources. A bequest allows you to receive an estate tax charitable deduction and reduces the tax burden on your family. Ensure your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren the opportunity to listen by including a bequest in your will or trust for Issues Etc., Lutheran Public Radio, and the Word of the Lord endures forever. We know that you want to build your family on the right foundation from the very start, the foundation of Jesus Christ. 
Concordia Publishing House offers more than 8,000 products for churches, schools, and homes. Dedicated customer service and an experienced staff to help you focus on what matters most. Click to connect at cph.org. Concordia Publishing House. Listening, responding, providing for God's people. Concordia Publishing House. cph.org. It's not about you. It's about Jesus for you. You're listening to Issues Etc. Do you long for a church where the gospel of the sinner's free justification is front and center, and yet where a robust sacramental life is confessed and lived? Do you long for a church that rejoices in the sacred scriptures as the sole basis for the church's teaching and proclamation, yet values and listens to the witness of the ancient fathers and councils? Welcome to the Lutheran Church. We are what you've been looking for. Find a Christ-centered, cross-focused church near you on the Find the Church page at issuesetc.org. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Pastor Chris Rose, we're Fighting for the Faith, is our guest. We're going through 2024 prophecies. Chris, I did notice that... Uh, the alleged prophet here tried to connect her prophecy to one of uh, Paul's, I think she was talking about a glory wave in one of Paul's Corinthian epistles. Yeah, it's actually 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. She says there's a prophesied glory wave in that text. Let me read to you the verse. I'll back it up just for a little bit of context to verse 16. So this is 2 Corinthians 3.16. When uh, one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I would note, she takes a verse out of context and removes it of its actual meaning and what it's pointing to, and has then misappropriated it to her claim that there's this is a prophecy of some big glory wave that's coming that apparently is going to start to crest in 2024. She's abused this text and misrepresented it and misapplied it, which shows tangibly that she's a false prophet, She because no true prophet of God, if they're really hearing from God, God wouldn't tolerate them twisting up his words like this and misusing the word. What does the Apostle Paul actually, what's he actually talking about there, if not a remnant church riding a glory wave like a bunch of California surfers? So the contrast in this text is the difference between the Mosaic Covenant and the New Covenant, between the law and the gospel. That's really the point of this passage. And so in the earlier portion of it, Paul is talking about the ministry of death carved in letters on stone came with glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end. Will not the ministry of the Spirit, we're talking about the gospel here, have even more glory? And so the real point here is the contrast between the Mosaic Covenant and the New Covenant that we have as Christians, and Christ being the center of that is him being crucified and risen for our sins is what that's all pointing to and the glory that's being referred to there. She's just hijacked the text completely and made it something that it is not about at all. And what's our final cut? Ah, last but not least is Patricia King, and she's going to talk about the importance of dunamis and how God will be selecting millionaires and billionaires for 2024. 
And as we go into uh, 2024, one of the key scriptures for this year is Psalm 24. We just, of course, came out of 2023. And one of the key scriptures that was highlighted was Psalm 23. And so over this last year, we've lived in Psalm 23. We broke it open to you last year. And we've lived in the reality and the blessings of that Psalm. So we don't just leave it behind. We take it inside of us and move on. The last verse of Psalm 23 is about the goodness of the Lord, that uh, his, his goodness and his mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And that is going into 2024. And I want you to even say out loud right now that the goodness of the Lord and the mercy of the Lord is going to follow me and sustain me in 2024. We're going to take that whole psalm and all that it represents into this coming year. In 2024, you are going to hear this word a lot, the word dunamis. There's going to be a great call for his church to operate in dunamis power manifestations in 2024. And you know what? We're going to have to because of what we're going to face. But the church is going to need power. We're going to need dunamis to manifest to overcome what is coming. And I'll unpack that um, with a few details coming up later. Now, the word power in many New Testament verses is derived from the Greek word dynamis, or it's pronounced dunamis, and it refers to God's power in the scriptures and means inherent power. It's the power that is, that is in him and released from him. And there's five different categories that this word um, is defined by. And one of them is the power for performing miracles, healing miracles, deliverance miracles, provisional miracles, resurrection miracles, signs and wonders miracles. And God is going to um, escalate and accelerate the operation of his church in dunamis power as we wait upon him. You are going to see every aspect of his kingdom unfold. And one of the aspects is an increase of wealth and riches. In Haggai, it says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but it talks about the gold and the silver being his, and that the latter glory, which is speaking of the glory of wealth, of the latter of the latter house will be greater than the former. So you have a lot to look forward to if you position yourself. And I just want to invite you to position yourself because there are going to be um, some marked for great wealth. In fact, the Lord showed me back last fall that he is looking, his eyes are looking to and fro throughout the earth to find the faithful ones that he can mark as millionaires and billionaires in this hour. And it's there's going to be a stirring of the dunamis power that creates wealth, that stewards wealth, and that distributes wealth in this next season. Okay. I think we'd heard from her before about millionaires coming up out of the woodwork. What, yeah. what was she saying there? So she's basically kind of uh, piggybacking off of a prophecy that she claimed she received back in the fall. And then in kind of vague ways, you know, she says, well, we're going to hear this word dunamis a lot. Well, as somebody who has been a careful critic of uh, the charismatic church and the new apostolic reformation for a long time now, I hear the word dunamis all the time from these folks. And, uh, you know, that that that's an easy prophecy to have come true because that's standard fare 
in these types of churches. That's constantly their focus. And so her claim is, is that you know, there's going to be an increase, an acceleration of dunamis power, and one of the ways in which this is going to happen, kind of doubling down on her prophecy from the fall, is that God is looking right now to find the people who are worthy to receive that financial blessing from him, where God is going to choose millionaires and billionaires for the upcoming season. And I would note, not only are these false words from God, you'll note that she doesn't sound anything like the Old Testament prophets. The Old Testament prophets called people to repent of their sins and to you know abandon their false idols and to return to the Lord, and God promised them forgiveness and mercy. And so true prophets turn people away from their iniquity, whereas Patricia King, with this so-called word of the Lord, is in fact playing into our sinful natures uh, and the inherent greed that our sinful nature is prone to. And so there are a whole lot of people who uh, listen to Patricia King. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands who you know hang on her words and believe that she's bringing uh, words of the Lord. And unfortunately, what she's doing is she is playing, manipulating them based upon the greed of their sinful nature. And uh, you can see everybody in her audience going, oh, I hope God picks me. I, I want to be one of those millionaires and billionaires. And all she's doing is exploiting them with false words and false promises that God has not given. Finally, Chris, before we let you go, you sent out a tweet earlier today about Doug Padgett and Tony Jones, leaders of the emergent church movement. Tell us about that and what's the lesson to learn there with about a minute? So back in the day when the emergent church was all the rage, we were being told 15, 20 years ago that the emergent church was the future of the church. And that if churches wanted to survive in the decades ahead in a postmodern world, they need to embrace the theological innovations and the practical innovations and practices of the emergent church movement. And Doug Paget and Tony Jones were like highly sought after speakers in evangelicalism and the guys who were going to show the church how to remain relevant in a postmodern world. And uh, in the midst of all of that, Doug Paget had actually planted a church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and just two weeks ago, it closed its doors. And so despite all of the claims that the emergent church was the future of the church and was going to make it so the church would be relevant in a uh, postmodern world, the very man who was pointed to as a thought leader who was going to make us all relevant in a postmodern world, his church has shuttered its doors, and it's not only not relevant, it doesn't exist anymore. Pastor Chris Rosebro is pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota. He's creator and host of the YouTube channel Fighting for the Faith. Be sure to watch and subscribe to Chris's YouTube channel in 2024. You'll find a link at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Chris, thanks. Thank you, Todd. Monday on Issues Etc., what's your favorite Epiphany hymn and why? You can submit your answer via email, talkback at issuesetc.org, Facebook, facebook.com slash issuesetc, Twitter at issuesetc, or the Issues Etc. comment line 618-223-8382. I'm Todd Wilkin. Go to church on Sunday. Thanks for listening to Issues Etc. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. 
Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.